Welcome to Max and the Supply Chain Heroes, your entrepreneurial podcast about challenges and changes in procurement and distribution in the context of digitalization. Thoughts, experiences, and above all, findings by experts in supply chain management. Completely free of any consultancy mission, easy, understandable, just plain business perspective. I'm Max Meister, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to a new episode of Max and the Supply Chain Heroes. My today's guest is Tom Gale. CEO of Modern Distribution Management. If you are interested in the company, please check out the last episode. In this episode, we are talking about another software solution they offer. It's called MDM Analytics. And the general idea is that you can calculate the potential for distributors or for people that want to sell something in a specific uh, zip code. They can calculate uh, how many pair of gloves uh, they will be needed by industry segments. Uh, they use, I think, the NASIX code and the rest is combined with interesting analytics. Unfortunately, we don't have anything similar in Germany, but this could be interesting for you uh, if you want to sell gloves, for example, in uh, Milwaukee. So, as always, if you have feedback, just write me an email to max at supplychainheroes.com and now enjoy the show. Have fun. Okay, uh, welcome to the second episode with uh, Tom Gale from uh, MDM. For everybody who wasn't able to uh, listen to the first episode, maybe you can introduce yourself and uh, your company. Sure, thank you, Max. Uh, delighted to be back. We are a market research and media company. Uh, we publish a daily e-newsletter uh, to about 15,000 wholesale distribution executives as well as um, their manufacturer suppliers who also follow the industry through us. And uh, I've owned the company for 46 years. 46 years. The, the company's been around for 51 years, and I have uh, owned it for 26 years. Okay. And uh, in the first podcast, we were talking about distribution, and now this one, uh, we want to talk about your software, MDM Analytics. Can you describe what is the advantage of this software or the main focus? Sure. Uh, so th this is a, a model to estimate uh, market size and market potential for industrial products. So we have a software. It's a, a software-as-a-service offering, and... Uh, What we do is, uh, it's a model that actually my original partner in uh, MDM and Modern Distribution Management uh, developed. Um, he was a distributor. He developed this to try to help his sales team identify the best uh, types of customers and where his salespeople should go call. So it was really about how to make his sales team more efficient in the market rather than just cold calling. So an example of what our model does is we use a couple of different data sources. We bring them together and then create this model. The way it works is um, we license the Dun Bradstreet database. So one database that we have is about 18 million records of individual business locations in North America, Canada, Mexico, and the United States. For each of those, we have about 20 different fields of, of information, and it includes the industrial classification code for them, the, the NAICS code, or what used to be the standard in industrial classification code. 
and now is the North American Industrial Classification System, I believe it is. That tells us the type of business that they are. We also have the number of employees at each location. So the way the model works is we have built out our own algorithms and the model that says for a particular type of product, we know what the average consumption rate is at a particular type of manufacturing operation. So there's about a 1,000 of these different industrial codes. So um, can you describe a little bit more what kind of data you need for your model? Sure. So uh, part of what we do is we, we have a, a national um, market size. The best way is to give an example of this. Let's say I want to identify... Um, what the market is for uh, cutting tools in, uh, in a particular state in the United States. We first start, and there's government data that tells us what the overall market uh, size of cutting tools, let's say it's $1 billion. And then what our model does is we actually can say what for a particular territory what the demand is in, in that particular territory. So let's say for California, it's um, 250 million. So and, and then from there, we can actually go down to a metropolitan area or even smaller geography because what we do is we actually use the types of businesses that are in a specific area to map what the, the market demand is for that. So it's mainly uh, to calculate, for example, or to plan where to put up branches or where to go with outside salespeople or where you should make special marketing plans. Yes, there's a couple of primary uses. Um, one is to do strategic planning about where do you want to focus your marketing and sales resources in a given area based on what the market potential is. Um, Another application is to actually calculate your market share because once you know what the overall market demand is, you know what you're doing, you can make some estimates about your competitors. And so some of our customers use it to actually develop pretty strong models around what their market share is and trending either on a monthly or quarterly basis around that. The, the final piece is, is actually to we can um, create lists of prospects or customers and say this is what we expect them to buy in a year, you can actually compare that with, with what you're selling and then identify the gap and have your salespeople go in and actually say, oh, you know what, we, you know, we're selling this much to you, but do you also buy this? So it's giving them patterns that will help the salespeople actually uh, sell more to specific customers, but then for prospects, it actually is giving them the a list of the highest potential prospects to call on. Um, I will have a, a special question about the model later on, but first I have to tell you uh, a short story because uh, last year I visited the rock stars of uh, potential calculating. Uh, it was a company, it's called a part source in uh, Cleveland, and uh, they are a distributor for uh, hospital equipment. What I think very interesting is they make uh, no own logistics. They do everything with drop shipment. And uh, what I have seen there was very interesting because they were uh, they, they only have one segment. It's hospitals and uh, maybe five different kinds of hospitals. And they have special questionnaires uh, for each hospital. 
and they were able to show the potential turnover uh, even in single product lines mm -hmm. for each hospital. Right. And uh, they were very good in it. And uh, I always thought uh, this would be nice to have something similar for our company. But um, yeah, I was not very successful in, in doing that. So my question is, if you look at the calculating model you make in the background, how specific is it for the product lines and for the customer segments? Uh, it's a statistical model. So it really, the answer is it depends. Um, for that company that you mentioned, they're probably using number of beds in a facility. Right. Because that's, that's how you do the model. And, and um, if you're selling to uh, parking structures, um, you're probably using square foot or some other commercial buildings. You're using square footage depending on what you're selling. So there, there's lots of different ways to build these models to identify what the potential is, what you should be selling in there. Um, we happen to use, because we focused on consumable items that, that are in our model, and we have, we have more than 100 different products that we model, but we, we really focus on, on the number of uh, employees at a specific site because that's the most accurate we found. Because it, and some people use machines or things like that, but what we found is for our particular model and for consumable items, this gives a pretty good accuracy, but it really depends on the customer segment. Some are more reliable than others. What we're really producing for customers is a tool that we then work with them to customize based on their own product mix and their customer segments. Once they do that, so we keep refining the model for them, and we can customize that in the software. So once we do that, it continually it continually improves as you put more information in and change some things as you learn. So right out of the box, it, it's going to give you a, a pretty good picture, but it's it's honestly it's going to take a year or more to really fine tune. So we always like to work with customers who has an internal somebody who's a real analytics champion who's really understands how to take that data and and adjust it. And, and we have our own experts on board who can help them with that. But that's that's really where we find the most successful people who are able to take sort of our model out of the box and then really refine it based on their. How, how much they can drive their own internal analytics. Um, for me, it would be very interesting to understand a little bit more how the data of the NASICS code, I think is the abbreviation, uh, is working. So if you talk uh, about number of employees, is it the specific amount of employees, meaning uh, 53, or is it divided in ranges, uh, 1 to 10 employees, uh, 10 to 100 and uh, above? So we have ranges. So it's, it's, it's 1 to 9, 10 to 19, 20 to 49, 50. So there, there are, are smaller bands in there, and that's important because when, um, when you're doing this type of analysis, you know the number of small companies that show up in this data from 1 to 9 employees are, you know, it's extremely large, and it can really skew what the model does with it because those are the most unreliable. The small companies have the least reliable data. As you get up into the larger companies, they tend to re report more accurately both their, well, just the number of employees that are there. So what we typically do is 
we recommend that if you're if you're trying to study a market and and you're using these bands of employees size to uh, take a look at it, it's best to filter out the lowest part. It's best to take out the a thousand plus employees or five hundred or more employees, and and those are very important because those are going to be some of the biggest demand areas. But you need to study those differently because they have different characteristics. Some of them are going to be national accounts and multi plants and all of this sort of thing. So you have to be a little bit more careful of how you manage that data. What this model can really do, though, is identify sort of that middle sweet spot for mid-sized customers that are often very difficult um, for salespeople to find on their own. They may drive by them every day and, and they don't know about them. But this gives a system where, based on this type of industry and, again, the size of the company and what we identify as their consumption patterns for specific products, it gives a, a mapping that then can be used to, to create this sort of ranked list of the highest potential customers. Okay. If you look at the customers of MDM Analytics, do you have more manufacturers or more distributors using the system? We have more uh, distributors, although we do have some really good, strong manufacturers that also use our modeling and our data. Um, we find that the and, and we have actually some of the largest distributors across power transmission, uh, electrical, and uh, standard industrial type products who use our software and modeling, and they're using that to both um, identify where to uh, areas to focus uh, their marketing and sales but also very specifically with individual sales teams in areas to target high potential accounts. Okay, if you look at the development, or maybe you can give us a uh, view to the future, do you plan to uh, make the system also available in Europe? Yes, and uh, we do have some discussions. Um, we have some Uh, customers in, in the U.S. who also have operations in Europe. And so we've been asked to, um, to try to develop a similar type uh, software and model over here. The, um, the challenge is really around data. And, uh, you know, Dun and Bradstreet, there's data here. Um, but to really build out across the broad range of uh, EU companies, uh, countries, It's difficult to get a common uh, set of data that we can work with, and and so it, you know it, it it's really a, a quality a data quality issue is is the challenge. I think uh, on one hand it's data quality, and on the other hand it's uh, customer adoption, because uh, when what what I experienced visiting uh, distributors and manufacturers uh, in the U.S. In the area of, uh, or in the focus of customer segmentation and making special marketing plans for these customers in certain areas, they were uh, quite ahead of the European distributors uh, like we are. So uh, I think this is also a topic uh, that you have to really sell the, the, the value uh, here in Europe. So, and that's, that's a great point, uh, Max, because it really comes down to what our tool really allows for is a much stronger segmentation of not only customers by industry segment, but by geography, by territory. 
So um, the way I like to describe what our model does is we, we can show you what the DNA of a particular uh, market territory looks like because what our model uses is the actual types of businesses and, and production operations taking place. So the, the example that I give for the United States is, is if you're taking a look at Detroit, which is a very strong automotive production area uh, with all its um, supplier partners who are making engines and different types of parts, you're going to get a very heavy metal cutting profile, correct? So, But if you take a look at Houston, Texas, which is one of the biggest refinery and petrochemical centers in the United States, um, the the market for hoses, valves, and, and all that is, is extremely large. So what our model does, and that's a general example, but it gives you the idea that we actually can map the market potential by specific product category based on the unique territory. That's, that's really what the unique aspect of what our model does. Okay, well, before I'm coming to the last question, I will uh, put some information about MDM Analytics in the show notes so that uh, our listeners can uh, check your homepage. Great. And when there are special questions, I'm happy uh, to connect you. So I will uh, just pass this information along if you want. Fantastic. And uh, you were just mentioning uh, Detroit and Houston. So uh, my question is, if I give you the list of all uh, 30 NBA teams, uh, can you name me the city where I uh, should make a branch uh, to sell bearings? Uh, we can't predict the future. <laughs> okay, no, so, but uh, whenever you have a good idea of an NBA location where everybody needs bearings, then uh, please uh, give me a call. Yeah, if, well, if I were you, I'd probably put it in, uh, in Oakland. Yeah, the, okay, this could work. This would be interesting. So, um, yeah, thank you very much, uh, Tom, for your time. Uh, it was great having you, and um, see you next time. Thank you, Matt. <laughs>